Hello, everybody, and welcome into the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where we will take a deep dive into the NCFFL in all its glory, providing you, the GMs, the fans, hot takes and predictions sure to stir up controversy all along the fantasy football season. My name is Joe Norton, and along for the ride is Jared Campbell. Let's go! All right, welcome in to Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, where this week we dive into the week four matchups, while we will also look back at week three and run through uh, kind of the games there. With me, as always, is my partner, Jared. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. Two and one. I'm, I'm feeling good about my, my, some moves I've made recently, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking, looking ahead. So we have quite the podcast today. We're actually conducting our first interview with a, with a special GM. We won't get into that at the moment. We'll kind of keep that a secret uh, for you, uh, for all you GMs out there. And one other note, uh, so we're actually had a bit of uh, some scheduling conflict, so we're not recording on our normal day. Uh, today being Thursday, usually we conduct this on Wednesday to get it out to you all, so we don't apologize. We just had adult things to do. Uh, but that gives us the opportunity to actually watch the Thursday night game live while we're conducting the podcast. So a little unique, but kind of enjoyable. What do you think? I, yeah, I'm, I'm liking it. Although, I mean, I got, I got Devontae Adams going, but I'm going up against Rodgers and Aaron Jones. And at one point I looked away and Jamal Williams was hurt and they were bringing the card out and I kind of started doing something else and prep work and I go back and Aaron Jones in the end zone and I start panicking because I think he had like an 80 yard run but whew, it was only three yards so I'm, I'm good so <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of we'll, we'll kind of see what happens but there, there could be some some fireworks go off at some point in this podcast and we have to kind of wing it a little bit so I apologize for any outbursts here in the future. Yeah, that definitely can happen. Um, I myself don't have anyone going in our matchup between myself and Brooks, but uh, uh, any big play, wow, that was almost a, uh, a, another touchdown for Devontae Adams right there. So, um, yeah, we're going to jump in there and we'll we'll go live here. So want to send out a, um, a best wishes, and that's oh, – excuse me, best wishes, I can talk, to, uh, to another fellow GM. His name's Mike, Mike Norton. Um, contracted the flu somehow out in Denver and that flu turned into pneumonia and he spent a few days out there. So we want to wish him well, hope he gets better. Um, you know, pneumonia is no joke that can knock you down. And, uh, unfortunately for Mike, it seems as though, you know, his team's 0 and three and he's got the, the pneumonia now it's not looking good for him. I mean, you have him, something else yeah. bad to happen to him, and he'll have the trifecta. So, wanted to wish him uh, best of luck. Hope he gets better. And then I also wanted to touch on two things real quickly uh, since last week. So, AB, as all you guys know, is now not playing. Antonio Bryant, he's, he's gone, not playing anymore, released from the Patriots. Uh, and apparently he's going to school. And he's not going to play for the NFL ever again. So that was a tweet for him. So that sucks for Pittman. Um, but on the bright side for Pittman, we also did get word that Melvin Gordon is going to report today. And he actually did. So um, very interesting there. 
I need, yeah, I face Brian next week. So I need Melvin to go ahead and come back on in next weekend and get some touches in. Still some touches from old Eckler. Yeah, that would be nice. All right, Jared, well, let's get this thing going. It's time for the weekly rapid fire recap. All right, welcome into the rapid fire recap. This is where we're going to take a look back at week three, uh, the winners and the losers. So, uh, Jared, let's let's start it off. All right. First up, we got Rusty versus Pittman. Five. No, not the amount of dogs that sleep in the bed with Pittman each night, but rather the amount of starters in week three that was not on his original drafted roster. That normally doesn't bode well this early in the season, but they combined for almost 70 points, which is rather impressive. But beware, Pittman. With still 11 weeks to go, he's already used 40% of his moves. Pittman wins. Rusty loses. All right, I got the next game, and that's going to be the now 2-1 and one Connor Air Brad and dropped to – the 0-3 turned your head and golf. This was the closest uh, game of the week with only a .13 differential, and Brad took it with a uh, – excuse me, excuse me, with a, a two-point differential here. Brad took it with 126.59. But I did want to point this out because I found it interesting. So Brooks was projected at a 124.59 and scored a 124.46. So a uh, wow. Delta there of uh, 0.13 from Yahoo, so I thought that was pretty impressive. Uh, but let's go do. through the yeah, let's go through the game here. So Brad, and this is going to be a theme here. So stick with me. So Brad had five players score 32 points. Those five players are Hopkins, Lame Connor, Watkins, Kenny had a bad holiday. <laughs> And his kicker, 32 points total. And he still pulled it out. How did he do that? He had Thielen, three receptions, 55 yards, and a tutty, one rushing touchdown. Ingram, six receptions, 113 yards, tutty. And he had Dallas with three sacks and a fumble recovery. Slip on the other hand, stick with me, five players score a total of 35 points. Carson, Kittle, Fuller, his kicker, his defense – Oh, my goodness. Dude, where's my Carson? He hasn't showed up in forever. His bench, on the other hand, Shepard, 23.6 points. Lindsey, 27 points. He's guessing wrong again on both of his flexes. Slip cannot seem to get that monkey off his back. Slip goes to 0-3. They're tough calls for him. They're tough calls. They are tough. All right, next we got myself versus Mike. 33. No, not just Mike's waist size for the inevitable romper, but rather (laughs) the amount of receptions that my wide receiver core combined for. That many receptions are sure to be a recipe for disaster against any GM. Mike's 0-3 in fantasy. UNC loses to App State. He catches the flu, turns into pneumonia. Our pets' heads are falling off. It's just like all over the place right now. So, but Jared moves to two and one. Mike falls to zero and three. 
trying to turn the corner. We'll see what happens. All right, a 2-0 and matchup between the Truth Ertz and two girlies, one cup. This was my matchup. Chaz takes the victory, goes ahead to 3-0. I dropped to 2-1, and but again, Yahoo's at it again. He was projected 146.60. He final scored it at 145.88. That's a delta of .72. That was unreal, I thought. Anyways. Chaz led by the real McCaffrey, 188 yards, touchdown, 26.3 points, a New England's defense that had five sacks, a pick. And then he also got uh, Henry with a late garbage touchdown. He got zero help from Ridley Squat, which will have to change this week in order to help him out with potential absence of Edelman who left the game with a chest injury. So very interesting injury there. And then here's that, uh, that theme that keeps occurring. So Joe, myself, had six players combined for a meager 23.9 points. Are you kidding me? Godwin, Gurley, McDonald, Montgomery, my kicker, my defense, 23.9 points combined. Absolutely brutal. Anyways, the only positive there, I had two of my three slot assassins go for big points there, but it wasn't enough to get the victory. And could it be? Could it be the start of a nine-game slide without a win? I hope not, Jared. I hope not. And Alshon goes into the end zone for a touchdown. And is he on Brooks's bench, or is he in a starting lineup? Um, he is on Brooks's bench. Of we got a Actually, hold on, hold on. I got week three here, so let me go back. Um, he. Dun, 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 dun. It doesn't matter. It's a flag on Philly. So. Was it a oh, flag? Well. Regardless, he's still on his bench. So oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. But, well, I don't know. Oh, well. All right, who's your last one? Game. We got Brian versus John. Forty-eight. No, not the rank of John's quote-unquote best wide receiver, but rather the distance of a missed field goal by John's eighth-round pick, Greg Sirline. Wide right. He hits that, and John pulls out the victory. Brian pulls out a close one that came down to the Monday night football game where they probably had to stay up really late to watch. And Brian moves on to 2-1, and and John falls to 1-2. And And that – is the week three rapid fire recap? Boom. U G L Y, you ain't got no alibi, you ugly. Yeah, yeah, you ugly. The good, bad, and the ugly. All right, welcome into this segment of the good, the bad, the ugly, week three edition. Jarris, get us started. All right, my good. All right, my good. It's actually you and I, Joe. Okay. It's the Hot Routes and Hot Takes podcast. Okay. Due to some scheduling conflicts, we had to push it back a day, and everyone was asking about it. We just didn't really we, – we were like, hey, guys, we, we got some stuff going on, too. We had to get it out. But we've been feeling the love, so i got to say the good is, is for us. Um but, I mean, except John. He's probably tired of me using this spot to, to pick apart his wide receiver core. So I'll, I'll give him the week off since I face him and don't want any bad karma. <laughs> All 
Well, my good, and I, you know, I have to say, although we might be a day late, I do believe that this is going to be a very enjoyable podcast. So I will say that I think we've made up for it, um, even though we're about a day late. But my good goes to the consistency of Mike Evans. Or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me start that over. So my good consists of wide receivers, Mike Evans, uh-huh. Keenan Allen, uh-huh. and Julio Jones. Oh, I like that. Who combined for how many points, Jared? It yep. was a lot. 100.9 points, wow. which was only 4.54 points less than Rusty's entire team. Ooh, good that's, God. That's a good right you, there. Not where you want to be. No, it's not. Rusty, for me, you want to be there if you're me. All right. My bad. My bad. After after almost a quarter of the, the, the season in, we're, we're looking at some lopsided divisions, Joe. Through, okay. Uh, through, the, through the first quarter of the season, there appears to be um, some some issues maybe. So we have uh, – having not scored below 145 in a week yet, Chaz is far and away the best team so far. The next yeah. four – Highest team point totals all reside in the opposite division. So what this tells me is that we're going to have some tweaks at next year's draft. Meaning what? What are you thinking? Man, I don't want to be in a division where I'm stuck with all the good teams. (laughs) If I I miss the playoffs and my team's really good, I'm going to try to figure out a way to kind of make sure that I'm giving myself the best opportunity. Okay. I like the way that we do it, but, you know, I think it's, you know, all depends on if you guess right and dodge injuries. That's, that's true. That's true. All right. Mine goes to Brooks's mental incorrect carousel choosing his flex options. And he is guessing wrong again and again. This time for the second straight week, he leaves 50.60 points on his bench with Lindsey and Shepard, which would have led him to an easy win, except now he's at the cellar with Mike at 0-3. Just a mental midget at this point with his flex players. He's proving it again. You know, if Alshon goes off here and he avoided that one touchdown there, which he would have been slamming something into the ground. Uh, if that penalty didn't occur, but he's just having a tough time in his flex position. Man. Um, yeah, it's, it's, oh, he did play. him. No, he's on his bench. No, he's and on the bench. Yeah. It looks like they overturned it and he did get the touch. He did get the, oh my God. So I just glanced up and saw that. So that stands. Yeah, so they got, they got the touchdown. So I mean, good for me. We'll see, we'll see for how him. it pans out. We'll see how it pans out. But, yeah. Oh well. All right. Who, my who's your uncle? Yeah. My ugly are tight ends. The state of the current tight end pool is as ugly as the actual tight ends, a.k.a. our asses in our own league. Most of our wives aren't going around saying that our asses of their husband or boyfriend or whoever are a strength of ours. We don't look that good anymore, fellas. And the same <laughs> thing can be said about most GMs are saying that about their own tight end on their roster. Did you know that defenses – even excluding the Patriots, the top defenses are currently averaging more points than the top tight end position. What? Yes. 
I mean, the, the tight end is just a awful position to try and I mean, if you don't have one of the top three guys, you are randomly searching for guys to fill in your spot for a for a, a play because it is just abysmal. I mean, for myself, I had my guy Vance McDonald dealing with a shoulder injury. He's probably not going to be able to go this week. I got to figure something there out. Hawkinson did great one week and then showed up and or did nothing the week after that. And I think Brad ended up dropping him. I mean, it is slim pickings at this point. And that tight end group, maybe they'll pick it up middle of the year once these offenses get through kind of their quote unquote preseason month. But right now, it is atrocious to watch. Yeah. All right, my ugly is myself and Rusty, and Ooh. this was the trend that I talked about. Um, so, how do we have? How could you possibly have six guys of your ten? go for 34.3 points i mean it is just unbelievable that's exactly what rusty had Diggs, woods barkley Le'Veon bell williams justin tucker those six combined and then what do i do i say i see your six players in 34 points and i'll go worse than that with godwin Gurley, mcdonald montgomery my kicker in Tennessee's combining for 23.9 points. You will not win a game, especially against the reigning NCFFL champion, if you score 23.9 points with six players. Awful. Uh, Just absolutely ugly, ugly team right there. All right, that'll do it for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Are you the commissioner of your league and just not winning? I'm here to change that. I won't lie. I'm not qualified with draft strategy. And although some would argue otherwise, I can't see the future in regards to injuries. (laughs) But I am able to help fellow commissioners unlock loopholes that benefits us and not our opponents. For a small one-time fee of $49, that's $49, you'll have access to my tips on taking advantage of the advantages of being your league commissioner and not finishing last place with a 4-9 record. Subscribe today at www.jvthecommish.com. Time to turn that season around without your fellow GMs ever knowing how you did it. Horseshoes or horse shit. Welcome into Horseshoes and Horseshit segment of the Fantasy Footballer Podcast. Here we'll take a dive in to see who got a little lucky and you know what? That's kind of a little bit of horseshit there. So Jared, why don't you start us off there, bud? So I like to look at the ones where that actually mattered. A play that might matter. I already mentioned one with John and everything like that. So I'm not going to touch that. I'm actually going to go to Brooks and Brad's matchup. And Brooke, what was, how many did he lose by? Um, Brooks, two points. Two points. But I'm not going to go. The easy one is to go, oh, if Brooks would have played this person, it would have won. But no. 
He's got he was going up against the stud wide receiver Adam Thielen. First of all, Adam Thielen for like three weeks has like fifteen targets, which is not good. Well for him. Second of all, well who's the running back on the Vikings? Uh it is I forget his name off the top of my head. I should know it. Dalvin the, Cook. Dalvin Cook. Cook, sorry. So when you're first and goal from the one, who do you give the ball to? Uh, Adam Thielen. <laughs> you, you would think it was going to go to that Dalvin Cook. But no, it's some trick play where Adam Thielen gets the ball and it's a one-yard rushing touchdown by Adam Thielen and Brooks <laughs> loses. So uh, I'm going to kind of lean towards a little horseshit on that one. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. How but do you Brad not give it to your horse? But Pratt would be like, oh, hey, you got to get my man involved somehow. That's true. So who you got? All right, so with me, I got Brian with a huge horseshoe, and Johnny says horse shit, and this is why, because he's saying horse shit to Austin Hooper, who was the difference in Brian's three-point victory, providing Brian with a line of six for 66 yards and two tutties for a total of 21.6 points. Now, John's two seemingly unstoppable receivers, John Ross and Emmanuel Sanders, they combined for 3.2 points. And listen to this. Neither of those wide receivers scored less than 17 points in the previous two weeks. Ah, horseshit. (laughs) Well... Sucks for Johnny, but hey, man, we all have those weeks. Weekly waiver wire, 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 wire. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Welcome into week four waiver wire reactions where we're going to go through and take a look at all the waiver transactions that occurred on early Wednesday morning. And let's start it off here with the biggest one that came through, and that is a $52 bill for Wayne Gallman Jr. Everybody knows that Saquon Barkley went down with a high ankle sprain uh, in last week's game. And um, there was a couple other bids on there. Myself, I threw 26 on it. Thought I'd get lucky. That didn't occur. It got doubled up. And then uh, Johnny threw about 19 on there. What do you think about this pickup? Is it worth 52? Well, I about put I about put Wayne Gallman as my good in the good, bad, and ugly. As in, good gosh, that's a lot of money for Wayne Gallman. So <laughs> I don't. I have my doubts on him being able to be Saquon, but, I mean, I don't know. So, we'll, we'll see. We'll see I, what happens. I, I almost just... put it in my good as well as a good for me, and I patted me on the back because if you recall last week, we were talking about waivers and who you would spend your fab dollars on, and I brought this up. I said, yeah, who would you, yeah. who would you who are going to yeah. go after? Saquon's backup yeah. maybe? Sure yeah, as shit. You're the asshole that mentioned Saquon and he gets hurt. I'm like, yeah, I could be the Reaper right now. This is unreal. All right, moving along. So we got Brian taking Ronald Jones for $10. The only bidder there was um, Bradley for a buck. I think a dollar was reasonable. 
Um, you know, is this finally the time that Jones proves that he is the better back in Tampa Bay over Barber? Who knows? I don't. I don't know. They keep going back and forth. So I, I mean, I'm sure Brian will probably never play him. So it, I don't think it's kind of worth it. But um, I was also uh, so another one was uh, was Brooks actually yeah. went and got got Daniel Jones, and I, I kind of liked it. But now it's funny because I mean we all know Brooks's forte has been guessing right on players and. He's got Daniel Jones <laughs> in a favorable matchup, and he's got Jared Goff finally in a favorable matchup at home. And I'm sure he's going to guess wrong on which quarterback to start. So, good for him. Yeah, it's those. He, apparently, he likes those tough decisions, and he likes even more picking the wrong ones. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's see here. The other one, uh, Mike. $21 for tight end Will Disley. We'll see if this pays off. But, hey, look at this, everybody. Mike finally won at something. He actually, <laughs> he actually outbid three other GMs um, quite a lot, too. Actually, three times uh, as much. So, Jared was the second top better at seven. I was at six and Brooks at four. So, hey, chalk one up for Mike here winning something. You got to start small, Jared, eh? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it could work. He's, it's going to pay out for him this week. We'll see what happens with Disley. Uh, a couple other notes here. Brooks takes, spends $8 for Baltimore's defense, outbids Mike, who bids zero. I don't know how you're going to win anything betting zero. And then Jared, who bids six. So it is a uh, a nice streamer defense. They are playing at home against Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland's offense is that good, so they could put up some good points. Hey, bite, bite your tongue. Hey, man, sorry. Prove it. They haven't done. They haven't shown anything. You get pressure yeah. on uh, old Baker there, and he's gonna eliminate. He's gonna run under the pocket and run to the right and run backwards, and that doesn't yeah. win anywhere. And then the final one here, Jared spent a little money there on sixteen bucks on Daryl Williams. Looks like he's going to be the starting back, but he's probably still going to share some time with McCoy. McCoy did come back and score two touchdowns last week. Yeah, and he, 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 got, he tweaked his ankle at the end, so I'm, I'm anticipating McCoy playing. But uh, I think Damian Williams might be out for an extended period. We'll kind of see what happens there. And then McCoy's kind of old. He's kind of banged up now. So if you can get a piece of that offense, it's always nice. So I'll tell you I'll, this. I'll, I'll kind of see how it plays out. McCoy is nothing more than a fantasy. Just he's just awful. He's just a if he does the worst things to fantasy teams. He tweaks everything in the world. He gets injured, yet he still plays. Takes half of the carries from whoever the starter is going to be, and then he's going to vulture a touchdown or two. Like every freaking game, the guy is the worst running back. And then when he's on your team, he does nothing. He'll go for like 10 rushes for nine yards and a fumble lost. He's the worst running back ever. I don't know. I hate him. Can't stand Not him. last week. He wasn't last week. but He wasn't but on my team last week. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Valid. All right. Uh, That'll do it for Waiver Wire Reactions Week 3. Okay. All right. So now, uh, Horseshoes Horseshit? 
Yeah, let's do it. I only got one. I just got one, too. Okay. And three, two, one. Welcome into Horseshoes and Horseshit segment of the Fantasy Footballer Podcast. Here we'll take a dive in to see who got a little lucky, and you know what? That's kind of a little bit of horseshit there. So, Jared, why don't you start us off there, bud? So, I like to look at the ones where that actually mattered. A play that might matter. I already mentioned one with John and everything like that, so I'm not going to touch that. I'm actually going to go to Brooks and Brad's matchup. And Brooke, what was, how many did he lose by? Um, Brooks, two points. Two points. But I'm not going to go. The easy one is to go, oh, Brooks would have played this person, would have won. But no. He's got, he was going up against the stud wide receiver, Adam Thielen. First of all, Adam Thielen, through like three weeks, has like 15 targets, which is not good. No for him. Second of all, well, who's the running back on the Vikings? Uh, it is, I forget his name off the top of my head. I should know it. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook, Cook, sorry. So when you're first and goal from the one, who do you give the ball to? Uh, Adam Thielen. (laughs) You would think it was going to go to Dalvin Cook. But no, it's some trick play where Adam Thielen gets the ball and it's a one-yard rushing touchdown by Adam Thielen and Brooks (laughs) loses. So... Uh, I'm going to kind of lean towards a little horseshit on that one. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. How but do you Brad not give it to your be, horse? But Pratt would be like, oh, hey, you got to get my man involved somehow. That's true. So who you got? All right, so with me, I got Brian with a huge horseshoe, and Johnny says horseshit. And this is why, because he's saying horseshit to Austin Hooper, who was the difference – in Brian's three-point victory, providing Brian with a line of six for 66 yards and two tutties for a total of 21.6 points. Now, John's two seemingly unstoppable receivers, John Ross and Emmanuel Sanders, they combined for 3.2 points. And listen to this. Neither of those wide receivers scored less than 17 points in the previous two weeks. Ah, horseshit. <laughs> well, sucks for Johnny, but hey, man, we all have those weeks. Hey, guys, we all know someone that's stressed out about something. But stressing out about hair loss is a thing of the past. And I bet you thought there was never a real solution. Now there is, with Keeps. Keeps is the easiest way to keep your hair. Look, there's no magic cure for baldness. But by starting Keeps now, you can keep the hair you have and get your treatment without leaving your house. Get Keeps, the easiest way to keep your hair. Go to Keeps.com to learn more. say we interview you uh all right yes that's a uh, sometimes useful exercise please put your hand down go ahead how much money do you make a year before taxes okay i'm actually not comfortable answering that come on we're doing the interview now not you okay here's a shout out of a can oprah barbara walters your wife you gotta fuck one marry one kill one go i think we're done here thank you
Welcome in to Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. We are very pleasantly surprised here to have our first ever interview. I'm going to do a quick introduction. So he once spent an entire year living in a 10 by 10 no window room in the garage of a Boone Apartments. I remember His that internet place. stocking skills game would make the movie Bodyguard look like a Disney show. He once killed an endangered hawk with his car on his way to the beach from Boone. And he once scammed ASU baseball out of scholarship money despite <laughs> paying in-state tuition. I'm talking about the current GM of Turn Your Head and Golf with a current record of 0-3. Mr. Brooks Hayslip. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Thanks for the introduction. I only re- remember about uh, half of the things you just said, so uh, good looking out, Joe. Appreciate that. Well, it was like well, two decades ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> self-burn. We're all old. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you on here, and congratulations. You are the first one that we do get to interview. Um, so we have a couple questions that we're going to run through, and if you got some things for us, please let us know as well. So, uh, Jared, do you want to start things off for Mr. Brooks? Uh, yeah, so we'll go with um, oh, easy question or hard question. Let's go easy. Let, let, me, let right. me work my way into this. I'm new. All right, all right, all right. So 29 years. It's been 29 years since NC State has won a <laughs> conference championship <laughs> in any of the major sports. Basketball, football, baseball. 29 years. <laughs> Who wins the championship first, NC State or Jeff? Out. <laughs> Great first question. I'm going to have to uh, I'm going to have to go with my opponent this week, Joe. I mean, uh, I've been a state fan long enough to know that um, things are probably not going to work out so well for the Wolfpack for a number of reasons. So I, I'm going to Probably go out on a limb here and say Joe wins the championship before the NC State Wolfpack do. The optimism is real, boys. I'm two and one right now. But as we discussed on the last podcast, you know, this could go in the wrong direction really quickly. So I I appreciate that, but um, I don't know. I think NC State winning that'll that'll probably happen a lot sooner. To be to be honest, I don't know, man. I don't look promising. All right, next question. So, um, so Slip, question for you here. How stable is your current mental state given your 0-3 record to start the 2019 NCFFL season? Well, I could probably turn that question to you, Joe, and ask about your past experiences. Uh, but since this is the first time I've started out 0-3 to my best recollection, uh, I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm – uh, understanding of where I am and I'm somewhat happy with my team. Obviously things could be better, but I'm, I'm taking a long view of this. I'm playing the, the uh, law of large numbers. And I think, uh, I think my team's going to make a turnaround here in the next couple of weeks. So Ooh. let's turn that question into a positive then <clears throat> of the three GMs that you've lost to Chaz, Rusty and Brad, which one pisses you off the most and why? Well, it's obviously got to be the loss to Brad last week uh, for a number of reasons. Um, number one, because I had the most dirt on Brad out of anyone in, in that list that I could certainly uh, <laughs> spread to the world. 
And uh, sometimes it's hard to keep that to myself, to keep everyone out of trouble. Uh, number two, uh, as I'm sure you're going to beat to death on the podcast at some point uh, this evening, uh, I made a wrong decision on my second flex play. And so that's obviously frustrating. And uh, so, yeah, it's an easy answer there. It's got to be bread. Who do, you, who do you think has the most cl- uh, skeletons in the closet out of those three? Uh, <laughs> well, be chads, right? when you be compare, when you compare those three, Rusty's the model citizen of the group. So it's gotta be, <laughs> a, wow. it's gotta, gotta be a toss wow. between, between Brad and Chaz there. Wow. The guy burning heaters behind his wife's back <laughs> compared to what those other two may have, uh, uh, <laughs> dabbled in. That's probably a choir boy. <laughs> All right. Well, you're, you got Joe this week. Are you? Are you? Are, I mean, normally in the past we can kind of look at Joe and be like, "Oh, that's an easy one." Let me let me go ahead and start planning towards next next week. You play Pittman after that. Are you looking past Joe? Or are you focused on Joe? No, I mean, I think at this stage of the game, uh, starting out zero and three, and uh, understanding that uh, the romper might be in someone's future, I think it, it's best to focus on one game at a time. You know. Um, just got to put your focus on the week ahead, try to make the right matchup calls. Um, Joe's got a decent team. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a, a world beater by any stretch of the imagination, but I like it's my not. matchups. I think I've got the right guys in the right places, and uh, we're going to roll the dice and see what happens. Yeah, currently projecting at 125.20 at a 55% chance of winning, so – the numbers say it's going to go into your direction. So I'm not actually too confident going into this one. So hopefully uh, my boys can show up this time, unlike last week. But we'll see what happens there. <clears throat> you got anything else for him, Jared? Uh, I don't think so. You want to go ahead and move to the rapid fire? The fun Yeah. Fire? So uh, for all the other listeners out there, what we're going to do here is we're going to go what we call rapid fire questions. We're just going to pepper slip here for – eight or nine questions, and he's got to give us, you know, one or two word answers. So, Slip, are you ready to go? Yeah, let's do it. All righty, Jared. All right, question one. Eliminate one. Kickers or defense? Kickers. True or false? Bacardi Limon is your favorite alcoholic drink. (laughs) False. (laughs) Joe or John, you need to pick one to draft for you next year. Who are you picking? Oh, toss up. I'm going to have to go, John. That horseshoe is, it's real. It's real, boys. All right. Slip. Lotion and hand or (laughs) fleshlight? I'm not even sure I've experienced, well, I I know I haven't experienced the fleshlight. Lotion seems slightly less weird, so I'd have to go lotion. All right. Uh, Who do you choose? She's a 10 attractiveness with a two personality or a seven attractiveness with a nine personality. Oh, if you're asking 21 year old slip at App State, you're probably getting a different answer. But uh, since I have grown and matured over the years, I'm going to go with the latter, the, uh, the seven on the attractive, attractiveness scale and the nine personality. Well, okay. how, wow. how old is the silver bullet? <laughs> oh, quick math. Uh, just turned 18 in June. Wow. All right. Are you, you're familiar with escape room, right? Yes. You get out in time and you get a million dollars and you can only have two other GMs with you. Who are you choosing? To spend the million? No, to get out of the escape room with you. Oh, to help me get out. Um, oh, God. Um, 
I'm going to say Brian. That seems like something he might be interested in. I feel like he's played around on some computer escape rooms and might know some routes. Uh, second one, I'm going to have to go with you, Jared. I mean, that seems, since you came up with a question like that, obviously you've got some inside knowledge of the escape room world. I'm not, he's doing, a cre- it with, I'm not doing it with Brian. You got he's, a creative, he's a creative cat. All right, Slip, reverse cowgirl or frog? <laughs> <laughs> I've not well. I, I won't say I've ever had to employ the Frogger by uh, necessity. I've heard about it. I might have witnessed it one time, but uh, I'm going to go reverse cowgirl. All right. Did you or did you not date a girl in college strictly because she would she would buy you and your friends bojangles after a night out drinking and bring it back to the deuce? Uh, maybe not strictly, but it was a wonderful additional benefit. It was a good perk. It was a great perk for all of us. All right. Uh, better coach, Houston or Pollard? Pollard, no question. Who did you get farther with, Meredith Hill or Michelle Conklin? Uh, Meredith Hill. You can ask yeah. Brad. I think he was there. <laughs> all right. And I think the last one, who's a better father for their kids, Rusty or Chaz? <laughs> oh, man, this is tough here. Uh since, since I eliminated Rusty earlier, I'm going to have to say he's, uh, he's the better father. I, I don't have anything to back that up with. I think they're both probably great dads, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll go with Rusty there. Ch- Chaz, uh, is too, Chaz is too lucky anyway. I can't give him any props for uh, the start to the season he's had. All right, well, thank you, Slip, for sitting on the hot seat. And as always, you win nothing. But thank you for your participation. Well, we just want to say thank you very much uh, from the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast for having Brooks Hayslip in and allowing us to pepper him with a few questions. So before we take off here, Slip, I do have a quiet, one last question for you. Um, we are sending um, our co-host, Jared Campbell, off on assignment out of the country. He's going to be spending a few days out in Italy and then also London because yeah. he is a true fan, and he will be out there visiting the Panthers. And who are they playing out there? Jared? The Bucks. Let's go, Mike Evans. So it could be a very, uh, very important division. Well, it is an important divisional game, but it could be a very good game out there. Um, I don't even so know why we would I just say go Mike Evans. Yeah. So we would actually like to, in, or I would like to invite you, Slip, to guest host those next two weeks if you're willing to while he's away. Absolutely. First thing I'd like to say to Jared going to London is uh, come on, you Spurs. Yeah, uh, come sec- on. I'll bring, you, sec- I'll, bring second- you back. I'll bring you back some West Ham gear. Bring me back a scarf or something. Uh, second thing, I would be more than honored to, to take Jared's seat uh, in the podcast. Uh, hopefully I'll get some of the luck he, he brings to himself. And maybe if I complain about my team at about 2.15 p.m. on a Sunday, I can also get multiple touchdowns scored in the next 30 seconds as of uh, the time of making that comment. It was 4 o'clock. <laughs> it was not 2.15. It was 4.05 p.m. Yeah, this is radio. you got to exaggerate a little bit. That's right. Oh, well. Well, thank you very much, Slip. That'll conclude our interview. We wish you luck. And as always, Jared. Dodge injuries and guess right. Take care, boys. Hey, dude. Hey. What's up? Who's going to win this week, Joe or Brooks? Joe. Joe. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I should say. I should have a segment where he picks. It was just an easier name to say. Sure.
How you doing? I'm Plip. And I'm Plop. You got yourself a dirty pipe. Reach, Reach for, for dude, dude wipes. wipes. Dude wipes are non-woven, dispersible man wipes. That's astrophysics for suck it toilet paper. And unlike the other wipes, dude wipes are fragrance free. So you don't get blindsided by a buttload of lavender. Let's see. Dude wipes are flush friendly, 100% biodegradable, send a percentage of proceeds to colon charities and millions of wipes to our troops. You like our troops, right guys? So, stop being a dick to your ass. Change your life by going to dudeproducts.com. Pick yourself up a dude wipe and take it. To the hole! So remember kids, the human species cleans its own feces. And there's nothing more whack than a dirty crack. Go to dudeproducts.com for more information. Here comes the boom or bust. All right, welcome into the week three edition of Boomer Bus, where we'll take a dive and kind of go out and see who we think is going to be the boom player of the week and also who's going to be our bust player of the week as well. So, Jared, who is going to be your boom player? I got two, so I'll go one. And then, Do you have one or two? I have one boom and one bust. All right, so I'll go one boom, you go a boom, and then I'll go a boom. Go you got one. it. So my first boom is actually going to be Russell Wilson. He is facing a terrible Arizona defense, and I don't understand how do you not play this guy. Oh, you look at the team, and it's either him or Tom Brady. It's a tough call. And it's going to come down to the wire. And I don't know what Rusty's going to choose. He's probably going to be calling people, texting people, asking for all kinds of advice. And I'm sure he's going to go with Tom Brady. But he should go with Russell Wilson because he's going to be a boom. Man, that's cool. I like that, actually. I like that a lot. Oh, Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Woo! All right, so my boom is going to be Will Fuller. Versus Ooh. Carolina. Watch hey, out, boys. On. Watch out, boys. He's going to go for five receptions, 20 yards. Or excuse me, this he's, he's had five receptions for 20-plus yards over the last four games. And he looks this week to make it five in a row with Hopkins not playing that well. And I'll I'll let everyone know about this. Hopkins was my bust for last week. And I said that he was going to have a difficult matchup and go into a two-game skid with consecutive games under 10, and he did exactly that. But not this week. This week, Fuller is going to boom. He's going to take Carolina's number one corner, Hopkins, that is, and Fuller's going to take full advantage of this mismatch. And he's going to go for six receptions, 107 yards with a tutty on a 39-yard strike from Watson and another 25-yard strike for for uh, him as well, totaling two tutties on the day and 25-plus points. He's my boom of the week. 
Uh, and I have a, a little little extra boom for you, Joey. It's going to be none other than a drum roll. Sitting <laughs> currently sitting on two girlies and one cups bench. A Mr. Larry Fitzgerald is going to boom. So you better get him into the lineup. He probably will. I've already been looking at that. I mean, how are you going to give up them targets? The guy's getting targeted. He's going to throw him the ball. That's that's up to you. It's up to you to decide who you're going to pull out to put O'Leary in. Woo! All righty. Let's go with bust. I'll start off with the bust here. And as I stated before, I'm I'm pretty hot right now on who my busts are going to be. But this week, I'm going with none other than Nelson Aguilar, who's playing right now. I don't know his exact point number. I got to look that up. He's, um, at, he's at zero right now. Oh, he's at probably... zero. Okay. Well, let's talk about his last two weeks. Well, his last two weeks, 39.7 points. He's got Alshon coming back. Nelson goes back to 2015, where he was horrible his rookie year, and has a weak Thursday night outing against a formidable Green Bay defense. Aguilar goes for three receptions, 51 yards, six and a half points, and that's it. It looks as though Alshon coming back. We've seen it already. He's got one tuck under him, but uh, I got Aguilar as my bust. All right. My bust is going to be a little Sony Michelle. So he's facing a stingy Bills run defense on the road. Plus, listen to this. He has 20.8 season points, fantasy points, on 45 touches. What? He's, aver- he's averaging 2.4 yards per carry. The 20.8 points includes two touchdowns. So 12 of the 20 points are off touchdowns. <laughs> so if, if you take those away, he's averaging like two-tenths of a point per touch. He's got to get him out of the lineup. He's currently being used as a running back one. He's 10th in carries, and he's 41st in points. So he's a running back one usage and a running back five production. Get him out of the lineup. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, GMs across the land, that'll do it for our boom or bust for week four. Week four matchups. Here we go. All right, welcome in to the week four matchups where I got to give a little bit of recap here, Jared. So for the year, you actually went 5-0 and last week. So kudos to you for picking. You went 5-0. and That's going to bring your year-to-date record to 11-4. and I went 3-2, and staying just barely above 500 at an 8-7. and But let's dive into the week four matchups. Let's do it. So first we have Joe, two girly, one cup, a two and one record versus Brooks. Turn your head and golf, oh and three, sitting down there. A projection of one twenty point two five for Joe, one twenty five point four zero for Brooks at a fifty four percent chance of winning. There, who you got, Jared? 
Uh, Brooks gets his first win because he finally guesses right on his players, and that's uh, that's assuming he goes with Goff over Daniel Jones. But I think I think Brooks is going to actually get notch the notch the first win in the in the win column, and and Joe's going to start hitting that little slide. I'm going to go against you on this one, and last week it didn't work out for me that well. But I do think this week is. I still think that Slip has a bit of a trouble selecting that second flex option. And I do think with that Daniel Jones pickup, he is going to have to figure out who he wants to start. And that's probably a predicament he didn't want to be in. Um, But I do think my guys come back. There's no way in hell that six players are going to score 23 points for me combined. They get back into the mix. And uh, I think I end up pulling this one off. So I'm going to go with myself on this one. Move myself to three and one, and I'm sorry, Slip, but you're going back down to zero and four. Oh, all right. We're gonna move along here. We're gonna have Chaz the True Thirds. He is sitting at a solid three and record, and he's facing Pittman. The no need for AB, which he's at two and one, but I think Pitt needs to change his name. The guy's not even in the league. He's not on his roster. He's got to change that name. Would you agree? Yeah, it's up there. I mean, it's a funny picture though that he's got. So, but I, I mean, that's great. But he's maybe. got he's got a name with nobody that's on his team. You got to change that yeah. up. Sorry, Pitt. I mean, maybe he's pulling some double shifts. I don't know. <laughs> he's ch- he's chasing down delinquents in Kernersville. So, anyway, so we got uh, Chaz at a projection of one thirty five point nine one. Pittman on the low end at one seventeen point nine three, uh, and a projection for. The truth hurts at 65%. Who you got? The lawyer versus the cop. Hmm. Let me look at these rosters. One consists of Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Marlon Mack. And another one consists of Rex Burkhead and Peyton Barber. I think I'm going to go with Chaz on this one. And he moves to four in the. Yeah, as much as I hate to say it, I got to stick with Chaz on this one. Who knows what the heck? I don't even think he's probably not going to play Melvin Gordon at the moment, but, um, you know, I, I think I got to stick with Chaz here. He's just got a solid team right now, and it's going to take a monumental week uh, to knock him off, I think. You're going to have to put up 150 at this point to knock him off, and I just don't think that Pittman's team's got it right now. So I got uh, – we're both going to take Chaz on that one. All right. All righty, so moving along here, we have the next matchup is going to be Rusty with – Watch what you say, Quan. A one and two record versus Buddy Mike. Points versus win, who is also in the cellar at this moment at 0 and 3. Rusty currently has a one, or excuse me, a 115.32 projection, while Mike's at a 130, quite high, and he's got a 62% win chance of winning. What do you got, bud? Uh, this, both guys are in the process of trying to staff their current roster more so than their actual job. Uh, too many no-name fill-ins for Rusty, and I think Mike's actually going to get his first one of the season this week. I'm sticking with that, and I think only because Saquon's out, I don't think Gallman's going to be able to carry that load, and Daryl Waller's not going to have another 20-point game. So unless he gets some unbelievable work out of Fournette and Diggs, which Diggs is going against the Bears' defense, I don't see that happening. I do think that Mike does get his first victory um, with some help of Elliott and Will Disley, believe it or not. But I do think um, uh, he's going to pull this one off. So I'm going to go with Mike. 
Nice. All right. Moving along here, we have Brian Sherlock Mahomes, a two and one record versus Brad and Connor Air, also a two and one record. This was the closest matchup based on projections for the week. Brian is a 129.61, while Brad is a 128.46. And Brian just slightly favored at 51%. Who you got? Uh, I think this is the matchup of the week, in my opinion. I think this is going to be an interesting one. And, I think uh, so, too, yeah. Did you did you know Patrick Mahomes has not played in a dome in his NFL career? This is actually going to be his first time playing in a dome. And the last, time he, the last time he played in a dome was back in college, and he threw for 600 yards and six touchdowns. So we might see some action. <laughs> I think if Brad plays Kenny Galladay, over DJ Chark, then Brad wins. If Brad plays Chark, Brian wins. So that's I interesting. Think, can I cheat that way? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. It's our podcast. I'm gonna right, I'm gonna cheat that way. If Galladay's in the lineup and Chark is not, my vote is Brad wins. If Chark is in the lineup and Galladay is on the bench, my vote is Brian wins. All right, I'm making a note now. So if Chark is in, you got Brian? Yep. All right. And if Galladay, you got Brad. That's fine. I'll let you, I'll let you get away with that one. Okay. Um, I myself, I'm actually going to go with um, Bradley on this one, straight up. Um, I, I don't think Mahomes has a, he has a good game. I don't think he has a great game. Um, and actually I think the Lions pulled this one off in an upset. Wow. Um, I do think that somehow, I don't know how, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm guessing here. I do think that they pull this one off, uh, and they win. And I think as far as Brad winning, I think Hopkins avoids that three-game slide against Carolina. He's going to go off, too, despite being held up by whoever uh, Carolina's best cornerback is. I think Thielen stays hot. Um, and carry on my wayward son. Johnson um, runs banana lands against Kansas City. And so I think uh, Brad, uh, Brad ends up winning this one in a close matchup. And I'm going to go with a 137 to a 134 wow. victory for Brad. That close. Yeah. All right. So that's going to move us to the last and final matchup of the week. And that's going to be Jared yourself, Miles of Chubb, 2-1 and one versus Horseshoes. Or excuse me, the Horseshoe Collector at 1-2, and two, the commissioner himself. This matchup is currently at a 122.31 versus a 128.82 with a favorability leaning towards Johnny. Currently, as we speak, just to give an update, because we're watching the game at the moment, um, you have Adams at 18.2 points, and John's got three players, which include... Rodgers, Aguilar, and Aaron Jones all sitting with a combined 17.05. So, kind of a little bit difference here because uh, we know what's kind of going on live here, but who do you got? 
Here's what my notes say prior to the game starting. John will win, and I'm going to be livid. We each have some tougher matchups, so it'll come down to who goes off that's not supposed to. This will be Devontae's week, but that means also Rodgers' week. My team's better, and I should win, which normally means I don't. Saying that, after this first half, I got, I got to go with me. I mean, it's just I, – I might just be carrying too much firepower. Well, I had you before this game, uh, and looking at the score right now, um, I'm still sticking with you. I think I don't, you know, I think John's going to stick somewhere around 110, 117 points unless Rodgers goes banana lands. And I don't think that's going to happen. Um, and I don't think Kelsey's going to have as good as a game as he's going to need in order to, to pull off the victory. So I think you're going to win this one pretty handily. I'd say somewhere in the realm of, you know, 147 to 110, 117 ish. Um, but I think you're going to be sitting fine come those uh, come that Sunday night game. You never know. Do you think I'm going to need to pick up a defense? Uh, I'm. I have faith that you'll do that. <laughs> Is it a dick move if I don't? Nope. I think that's cockiness, and everybody likes cockiness. Ooh, I think that's pretty solid. Interception or a turnover? Let's see here. We got uh, Balage here, or not Balage? Yeah, that looks like a fumble recovery for the Eagles right there. Oh, uh, number ninety-six. Oh, yep, minus two. Barnett, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, here we go. Well, Jared, that'll do it for episode four of the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you very much, buddy. We enjoyed it, and we hope you all enjoyed Brooks Hayslip. Um, and that interview, that was very fun for, for both of us to do that. We hope to get a couple more GMs in there uh, along the season as well. I also want to make a couple podcast notes here just so everyone's aware. So if you'd like to get in touch with us, please go to the anchor.fm website. You can leave us a voice message there or you can go to the app, create an account and also search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football podcast and leave us a voice message that way also wanted to let everybody else know we are on some additional platforms so if you enjoy apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify overcast pocket cast and radio public we are now on all of those platforms so we are here for you any way you want to listen to the hot routes and hot takes fantasy football podcast we are there for you and jared dodge injuries Guess right, fellas. Take care. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. Just as a reminder, if you'd like to get in touch with us, there's a way to do that. Please go to anchor.fm website or the Anchor app search Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast. There you can leave us what's called a voice message. We'll receive that message, and if we like what we hear, we may feature it on next week's podcast. For all of us here at the Hot Routes and Hot Takes Fantasy Football Podcast, dodge injuries and guess right. <laughs>